I'm pretty sure we are live. Welcome, everybody. If you're new here, this is the Saniac Podcast, where we do live weekly recaps of MTV's The Challenge. Currently, we are recapping Total Madness. <gasps> I am Shawnee Suisa, and this is my co-host, Zach Calhoun. You guys can follow hello, us on Instagram. Hello. I'm at Shawnee Suisa, and that is at ZCal77. You can also follow the Saniac Podcast on all social media platforms at Saniac Podcast, Facebook, Twitter, Reddit, Instagram, the whole shebang. And check us out online at SaniacPodcast.com. We've got yep. our written recaps back as well. So our girl Hannah has been recapping for us, and our girl Jennifer, who is hilarious as well, she's been recapping. So Hannah's are more like list format, and Jennifer's are more her inner her inner thoughts and they're great. So check them both out. We will have uh, Hannah's up later this evening and Jennifer's out tomorrow. Um, yeah, our sponsor is Stitcher Premium. You can get a free month using our uh, our promo code Saniac, which is awesome. So go check that out, especially right now during quarantine. Um, uh, it's the perfect time to start listening to a bunch of podcasts. So check out Stitcher Premium. I mean, it's the perfect time to start consuming any content, really. Um, and use our promo code. Again, it's promo code Saniac, and you get a free month. So how is everybody doing? Where are you guys? You call, where are you guys tuning in from? Who are you guys quarantined with? We want to know all of the good shit in everyone's life right now because we know that everybody is going through the same thing. So it's kind of a unique experience. Um, and it's definitely a perfect time to be podcasting. I'm glad that there's a season on right now that we can be engaging with uh, with all of you guys. Uh, hey, Travis, how's it going? Um, all right. So I also want to mention a quick shout out to our girl, Alex. She's one of the admins over at Challenge Fans. She was also a special guest on our podcast last season. She started a new little Instagram live show called Ad Outside the Box. It's awesome. Uh, check them out. You can find her on Instagram. And you can find their show there. They go live and they just do a bunch of random shit and it's hilarious. So I've check seen, them out. Um, I've seen like the Instagram stories that she's been doing that I, I guess double as, as TikToks that she's doing where it's like yeah, her and yeah. her friend and they're, they're doing, they're doing work, like choreographed workouts. It's actually pretty tight. Their, tic their TikToks are sick. I mean, yeah, yeah she, really she good. she's pretty good at them. I'm not going to lie. Especially, I, I can't, planks are the worst thing for me. So when they were doing all <laughs> that plank work in one of those TikToks, I was like, holy shit, that's insane. Uh, also, happy um, holidays to everybody. I know if you're celebrating Easter, that's coming up. And obviously, Chag Sameach and happy Passover to everyone. Today, today is the second day. Yo, Last night, we had the Seders. We got to talk about this. Mm. If you guys aren't following Shani on Instagram <laughs> and following her Passover, like, just the way that she's chronicling this all. I've learned so much just by watching. I'm watching like all of these traditional Jewish heritage things. I'm oh, yeah. watching them happen. This is well, great. I'm watching this is the, the cooking. first time. Yeah. This is the first time ever that we've had a four person Seder. I think in my life. I mean, I cannot in my I, genuinely in my life. There's just no such thing right now across the world. All these Jews are doing tiny fucking seder meals which is insane like we don't do this ever seders are you know 20 to 50 people like that's that's what yeah. i'm used to you know i've been to 100 person seders before so for everybody around the world to be doing this either alone or with a couple people it's a pretty unique experience so many of my friends have been doing zoom seders so they're calling into their families on zoom and, and they're all calling in from different places it's pretty nuts i was I mean, thinking about crazy. doing that for easter we'll, we'll see how that goes 
Yeah, I'm um, assuming there'll be a lot of that for Easter. But the uh, <laughs> there's we did. It should be up for like another couple hours if you guys go check out my story. Beefy Lou Yatsad. It's like this song that we do. Beefy Lou Yatsad, you love me It's great. like basically just great. singing a song about how we're leaving Egypt. And the Moroccans have this tradition where we take the seder plate and we just like shake it over everybody's head. You do circles and you just go around and do that to every single person. So you can imagine when you're doing this for 50 people satyrs like it's it's insane right you're going around the whole <laughs> table every yeah and everybody gets a, a verse of the song every single person it's, there's no shortcuts in it uh it's fucking awesome first time tuning in live hello hello oh, everyone let, let me let's guess the pronunciation of 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 this this person okay okay because we have I'm another an we have no because we have yeah. another so we have another girl who comes in here and she's siomara right jomara I'm Jamar. an expert with X Jamar, right. And that's that's yeah. with an X. But this is a completely different culture. We don't know. So, okay. So, I'm... My gonna... guess, I'll go first. I believe it would be pronounced Xiaoling. Oh, that's yeah. a pretty good yeah. guess. Yeah. That's a pretty good guess. I was going to go with Xiaoling. Sh but, okay. but, like, I could be really fucking wrong about that. I'm very we'll bad see. with X pronunciations. We'll that's kind close. of my weakness, guys. Like, I'm good at names with everything else. But I cannot do Xs. I just don't know. We'll find out. Zoom me over some of that Seder wine. <laughs> yeah, another <laughs> tradition of the Seder, everyone, that every single Jew does is you drink four cups of wine. So it's pretty traditional uh, that everyone gets wasted as fuck at the Seder table. Uh, but it was pretty, it was fun last night. It was fun doing it four people. We cleaned up so fast. Like that's unheard mm -hmm. of. <laughs> Usually they take forever. Well, that's great. Then you have more time to not do anything because you're still quarantined and you can't go anywhere. I um I really want to do some TikToks for Saniac. What do you guys think? I honestly think it'd be hilarious. Zach, we need to you do mean the, the one satanic with... podcast. I'm yeah. In. Oh yeah, we need to discuss this. So apparently, a lot of people read the Saniac podcast on all of our posts as satanic podcasts. So that's why we are uh, adorning red tonight. You can see Zach is in a, a darker version of red. I'm in a brighter yeah. version of red. Johnny's very satanic right now. Yeah, it's pretty We're awesome. Here. I wish I had some red nail polish. I would have fucking matched. Uh, but but it's pretty funny and there was quite a few people who agreed it's like when you go online and you say something that you do all the time but you don't think anybody else does and then all of a sudden there's like 30 people replying oh yeah i do that too i thought i was alone uh, yep. oh my god i know exactly what you're that's saying that's exactly what happened with this shit so if you read it as satanic please don't feel bad you are not alone you are not alone besides zach is like the devil so i really like that i think depending on who you talk to in the group a lot of people would agree with you Oh yeah. I, th I think most people would agree with me. I think more you people would agree with um, me that you're the devil than you are like an angel. There's no halo over your head. Yeah, I guess so. Um, <laughs> oh, it's also, it's, it's a Kendall Shepard's birthday. It's Kendall's birthday. I'm going to send her a happy Ooh, birthday happy and invite birthday. her into, uh, I'm going to invite her in, see if we can get her in here. <laughs> All right. Brandy says just by scrolling, it reads satanic. It's funny. Cause I actually never thought about that. Like I did not even, I didn't, I did not even think that once. Um, all right. So last night's episode, me and Zach have a lot of opinions on this season. That's for sure. Uh, I, I think last night's episode was a bit of a letdown in many ways. I did like the challenge though. I will say they finally used a giant piece of metal that was purposeful. So I was appreciative of that with the helicopter. Yes. And I also thought it was kind Very of crazy cool. that there's like a helicopter challenge and a bunker all filmed before Kobe died and before Corona happened. 
I mean, there's a oh, lot shit. of foreshadowing wow. for the real world yeah. in this season. Total Madness is like a fucking psychic, guys. You're never too old. It looks like Shawnee's pronunciation was spot on. Hey! Damn! Woo. All right. Ooh! Wow, I'm actually really so That's how myself. we're doing this then. All right, well, speaking of, she also has phenomenal watercolor art going on on Instagram that I've been looking at, which has been absolutely beautiful. So I'm pretty pleased with that. Uh, you guys should check it out. I, drop your Instagram handle because I forgot what it is. Uh, okay, let's just start this off. We'll go right into the episode. We get the elimination. Oh, you know what? Before I forget, Ooh. before I forget, um, if you guys are into Challenge Mania and or into pro wrestling, I did... Uh, Oh, yeah. Like a big WrestleMania review. It was me, Scott Yeager, Logan, Alon. Um, and we, it was, it's like legit, like a three hour podcast, though. So if you just want to listen to some of it, listen to some of it. If you really like wrestling, you can listen to all of it, but it's on the Challenge Mania podcast feed. It's not like a Patreon exclusive, it's, it's on their feed. So. But like, let's, let's correct this a little bit because the wrestling you guys are discussing is like entertainment wrestling. This is not, right? we're talking pro wrestling correct uh right yeah pro wrestling cool okay cool. i think maybe only the moroccan jewish community are are the only people who if i said wrestling would be like are you guys talking about amateur wrestling like <laughs> where i come from if you say wrestling everyone knows you're just talking about pro wrestling no so no this is this is obvious no 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 pro wrestling yeah 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 pro pro for sure for sure i Corey, i i see your comparison of my hair to Derek k i will say i have a lot more hair than Derek k love you though Derek you know but everybody's got so much hair now with the quarantine no one's gonna be Uh, yeah for sure can you Uh, my all-time favorite wrestler um i will say this too and then we'll get into it uh i think brett brett hart would be my favorite wrestler as well all time um i love the british bulldog when i was younger but like if you're talking best best it's it's brett hart and then macho man for me um so wrestling is just costumes and bullshit wrestling is as much acting as the challenge this season it, uh. it's very the 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 physicality required though it, it that part is impressive like when, when i was growing up people always made such a big deal about wrestling being fake but it's like no you're 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 really overlooking the point here yes it's it's staged but it takes yeah, but, skill it's, it's yeah but skill. like when it's, you it's enjoy like combat sports like you want actual combat you don't want here's my you don't want to dance I, when i watch I mma watch i'm like you, i'm like honestly the, the you can be so disappointed in an mma fight you can look forward to an yeah, mma fight for five months and then you pay 70 dollars to watch it <laughs> and it's a two-second knockout shout out to and yo romero who didn't do anything anything <laughs> didn't do anything um so in in that regard uh wrestling is very much like the challenge in some ways because it's like a good soap opera you can tune out of wrestling <laughs> for a long time but then you can come back like a year later and watch an episode and you're all caught up. You're like, Oh, okay. These are the storylines going on. Let's go. That's kind of how it is. Right. When you said it's like a soap opera, Brandy commented, it's a live soap opera for dudes. That's spot on. I've been to a WrestleMania live. I I was at WrestleMania 29 and there was, you know, 70,000 people in the building. And it's the only live event I've ever been to where the, the women's line for the bathroom was smaller than the men's line because you know how like you go to a sporting event and the women's bathroom it's like it's out oh yeah i know i love that shit that's that's the best when you can when you can just yeah. walk right through and there's no line yeah it's like some motorbike At wrestlemania it's yeah it's the complete opposite the yeah. women's bathroom was freed up you could just go in any bathroom 
Uh, not me. But if you're a woman. MMA, 249 just got canceled. We can all cry in unison. Actually, that's just like, it's just so sad. There's not going to be sports forever. Everyone's just on reruns right now. Um, all right. So moving on to the episode, Jack, I agree with you. Not very. What did he say? Four out of 10. He said that, as Bret Hart would say, this episode was a four out of 10. I agree. It's pretty close to how I feel about it. We'll take it from the top and we'll make our way through and see where right, we so come out at. We started off as per usual elimination aftermath. They're walking back into the house um, and you see CT like going off about the red skull twist. And then they just all start talking about it and how he's going to have to be nice to people to get sent in and blah, blah, blah. Like he was just like, I don't know, acting like this was going to be an issue for him. I don't really think he actually cared. This Uh, this started the episode off on such a bad tone for me because it's CT complaining. CT's like (laughs) my whole gimmick, you know, my whole thing that, all these years has been to have people so scared of me they don't throw me into an elimination and now no one's going to throw me in because they you know they know i'm so good at them and uh well mr five and four all time <laughs> i don't know if you're that good at them do you guys realize that if ct, go- if CT goes into an elimination this season and loses if he goes one and done he will be five and five all time in eliminations what's bananas right now like something mm. ridiculous Top of my head, I couldn't tell you. Something he might stupid. have a Johnny might have a losing record. I think he might. Yeah, have yeah, a losing no, record. no. I'm I'm almost positive he has yeah. a losing record, like a h- hardcore losing record. Yeah. It's a bit embarrassing. Um, Ashley also ends up saying the same thing: how this is ruining her game and blah blah blah. And then yeah. Big T comes in out of nowhere and becomes a storyline this episode about how she's been training really hard. So I'm excited to see what Big T can do. I know she's got a lot of heart, and I love when people come you know, after a loss their first season or their second season and come back and have trained and work hard and improve. It's fun to see improvement. Uh, She was definitely a big part of the episode. Then we head right into Jen, just regular Jen and Rogan chatting. And they have Dee and Tori eavesdropping, like eavesdropping on this, on this little segment. But there's no way that that Tori and Dee were standing there during that conversation. Like this was completely edited in after the yeah. fact. I was offended Hell. because I, we we know that this is a common reality trick, but this was so But this bad. was egregious. This was yeah. like, this was horrible. Yeah. And it really offended me because I was mm-hmm. unable to suspend my disbelief in that moment. Like if you gave me a one cut, but instead it's Dee and Tori and God, Tori's facial expressions, Tori's forced facial expressions are so... <laughs> grading but we don't even know we don't even know if that was production asking them to go stand there and make facial expressions or if that was them reacting to something else and they had the b-roll and just clipped it into this segment so they could have been reacting to like funny fucking jokes who knows it was just a stupid thing guys the the over production right now is is shining through and it is worrying me about the season we're like wrestling like bad wrestling. Like Good bad wrestling, wrestling is different. Fine, like um, bad wrestling. We're, we're seeing an environment where, I mean, the confessionals, it's not even, it's not even like producers trying to lead the cast members on to say, to say certain things. It's they're literally telling the, it feels like they're giving the cast members a script, a script. Yeah. And they're does, saying, Hey, sure. this is what you're saying right now. And it's really bothering me because if you go back and you watch this show, this show is not like this during like the rivals era. Okay. Mm-hmm. Like Kenny wasn't being told, Hey, Kenny, go stand over there, make this face and, you know, read this script. 
say these lines that we can put in our trailer, it's bothering me. And it just seems like you said, it seems so egregious right now that it's, it's really taken me out of the moment. Yeah. This, this clip when they had, when they had Dean Tori and I mean, this shot just really pissed me the fuck off. They kept cutting back to it and I could just tell right away. I mean, that room wasn't that big. It was just a really a poor job across the board with production there. And then you have also Jen calling D a vet. This is something that's been brought up in a few of these um, <laughs> challenge fan groups. I think I've seen it in challenge talk and fans as well, where why are they calling people? What? Who the fuck is deciding who these people are vets? Like, this is crazy. It's as if anybody who comes in that's a rookie is like, oh, you're a vet. You've done this before. Like you've, they've done one, two seasons. Relax, relax. You know, this all, this epidemic started with like Brittany and Kayla. They were calling themselves vets after their first season and now the challenge <laughs> production is literally doing it. Like people that have only done one season have vet in their title on their screen. I, I subscribe to uh, the gauntlet two rules. Gauntlet two was cited by if you were a vet, you had to do three or more seasons. And if you had done less than three seasons, you were a rookie. They did notably screw up because they put Jamie Murray on the wrong team, which allowed him to <laughs> win the challenge. But that I think that should be the definition. If you've done three or more challenges, sure, you could be a vet. Jack says it's her third season. Yeah, but it's just weird. It, I find it weird that you can because yeah, it's her third the season house. in like a year and a half. I think I mean, you have that's to look another, at that's another thing. You have to look at the the people that are on there. There's the gradient of who's on there from vet to rookie, right? So when you're looking at the whole house, you have people on there who are like bananas and Wes, and then you're calling someone like D a vet when they're in the house, you know, I, I, I just, I don't know. It pissed me off. Yo, if this season's going to be the D show. I didn't mind D. I didn't mind D this episode. I, I really disliked Wes and bananas later on, but oh, I don't yeah. know, this was just, it, it was just, the whole thing was just weird. I think D got a shitty edit this episode. That's for sure. Um, so then I we think had, D's doing some clown shit. I, I think is what she definitely got but, a bad edit, but but I don't know if that's on her accord. Like that could just be because production is saying like we want this storyline to continue. Be mad at Jen because she's flirting with Rogan. Why aren't you? I think D is Jen one of the prime offenders. I think D is one of the prime offenders of she's going to do whatever production wants her to do. I, I almost feel like she's like in cahoots with them. Yeah, but I mean, you I, know, you have to, they're all in cahoots with them, though. That's how they keep getting cast. That's what, you know, Bananas gets cast all the time. Yeah, he has like whatever his personality, but he's clearly down to work with production to create storylines and props and fucking pranks and whatever else they want going on in the house. So, you know, I feel like it's just, I don't know, there's just so much. Okay, so we had right into challenge airdrop extraction. This one was pretty cool. They split the teams um, into, sorry, they split them up into teams of three. Each team has to transfer heavy military crates from one missile launch platform to the other, which are a mile apart, as fast as possible. The top three teams to move uh, to complete this move on to round two. And in round two, one team at a time has to board a helicopter and make nine passes to be able to bomb the targets anywhere on the missile launch platform. The team with the most accurate bombs wins the challenge and forms the tribunal. The tribunal sends in one woman to purgatory. It's a female elimination day. So the team breakdown, we had Swaggy, D, and Corey on team one, Jordan, Jenny, Wes on team two, Bear, Jenna, Ashley on team three, Josh, Jen, Bailey on team four, Rogan, Maddie, Big T on team five, Casey, J, C, T on team six, and Bananas, Anissa, Nani on Team 7, Nelson, Kayla, Tori on Team 8, and Fessy, Kyle, Melissa on Team 9. So, I mean, obviously, right off the bat, you can see that some of these teams are 
I mean, have no shot, right? <laughs> this is just yeah. like Nania, Nissan, Banana is like, sorry, you're out. You know what, what I mean? What a squad. Like, oh, that's man. it, you're done. Um, and some of them were pretty stacked. I was excited to see them compete in this kind of an endurance limit like style challenge because I think it is very much so indicative of how someone's going to do during the running portion and the carrying portion of a final so we get to kind of see a little bit of that do we know how heavy the crates were like did you we see do anybody not. release do pounds not. does it anybody in the audience know pretty heavy I, because I want to know how heavy I mean I'm curious to see the pounds that each of those things were, they were sort of like mini coffins, if you will. They looked like, yeah. or m- giant matchboxes. So there's a couple of things about this daily that stood out to me in terms of individual performances. Uh, first and foremost, I, I, I did really get a kick out of Jordan's, um, Jordan's attitude at the beginning of the daily and his mentality, because it shows you everything you need to know about like what kind of, of hardcore competitor he is and the way that he approaches this show in that he was like, all right, I'm going to size Fessy up. I'm going to run with him mm. so I can get a feel for his pace. Cause he's thinking like, okay, if we're going to be in a final together, I want to have this, like, I want to have this in my memory bank. So it's, so yeah, I want to know, have some, you know, yeah. Like he wants to have some game tape to study. Uh, the other performance that stood out at least for a little bit, I mean, it didn't look like he carried it for too long, but Josh was having to, to deal with, with Jen as a not very helpful partner. And he's trying to keep his team in it and he's carrying two crates at once. And they were, they, it's not like they were dead last. They, they were finishing ahead of a couple teams. They were kind of mm-hmm. in the middle of the pack. So from what I could see, it looked like a really impressive performance by Josh. Um, very impressive. And people really attitude. don't like him. People really don't like Josh. I've been I've been keeping an eye on this. He gets. And, I mean, his, his big his big brother season. He got such a bad rap from that season that I don't know if he'll ever be able to recover from it. That makes sense, and I think that has followed him into the show because he really hasn't done anything so bad on the show. Like he's mm-hmm. had a couple emotional moments, which is what he's known for. And those are entertaining. Those don't necessarily make me dislike him, but people really dislike him. He's one of those guys where clearly based on the fan perception, we talk about overrated, underrated a lot. I've been trying to educate people on how this concept actually works. But like if if you have to pick overrated or underrated for Josh, you only get two options. You're going to say he's underrated because when you just bring up his name on challenge fans, the majority of the reaction is negative. They treat him as if he's Danny Jameson, as if he's Tyree, as if he's ace, but he is Josh and he's, you know, performed better than all of those people up to this I think point. They judge so, him based on his looks too, you know, that makes sense. Cause he's that, not that, beefed up. He's not exactly, like a psycho yeah. ripped guy. So they, they that, that instantly assume like he's not athletic. The the react the over the top reaction that people have for him about like how terrible he is, it just it doesn't fit the profile for mm. what he's done on the show. No, I completely agree with that. I, I I feel like people just judge him so much. One based off of Big Brother, and I think when somebody comes on from another show like that, even Bailey, right? You know, I said from the start when we were releasing the cast spoilers for this season that I think people like Bailey and like Fessy are going to end up doing a lot better on the challenge purely because they were so bad at Big Brother, but they have a lot of challenge 
qualities that will do really well on the show. And I, I do think that when people watch them from Big Brother and they come onto the challenge, then the Big Brother fan base sort of taints any chance that they have within the challenge fan base because they're constantly saying this person is horrible, da da da. Mm -hmm. And so everybody else starts thinking like, oh, they're awful, you know, they're the worst ever. And then that becomes the general consensus of that person and josh is someone that people just judge like he's not ripped he's not this huge guy but when you look at his record when you look at what he's done he's fucking decent and he was on a good alliance last year in terms of entertainment like who you're rooting for the underdogs like you would think that there's a lot going for him for people to like but first of all um alex makes a great point it's a lot different and this is something that i can't speak to because i very notably do not watch big brother um, it's a lot different when production can put together a better edit versus watching him on live feeds. So I can't speak for his Big Brother season and and what it was like, what you know, with him on on the on the the live feeds. Which yeah, but you have from- to remember he was 19 on Big Brother. He's so oh, much shit. older now. You know, I don't know yeah. about you guys, but I was like a little shit when I was 19. <laughs> I was just so much more annoying than I am now. So I think I'm actually more annoying now than I was when I was 19. I'm, I'm not sure. I might have been. I might have been the opposite. I, I annoy with more confidence now, but I definitely was more annoying back then. You know, so Josh, he was so young then, and yeah, obviously he did some fucked up shit on Big Brother that was really just annoying and not, not good. And you know, there's a lot. There's a lot of rumors that went around. Um, with some of the pots and pans shit that he did and the PTSD that it caused Cody and all of that. But I mean, the guy's grown up so much, you know, he's just a different person now. Everybody is. Uh, Here's the, uh, the other thing about Josh in terms of his resume on the challenge. So he's been on two seasons prior to this and and he's lost two eliminations and it's not embarrassing. These are not embarrassing losses. He lost to Jordan in an elimination that like solidified Jordan as being this incredible uh, performer. As the fucking go. As yeah, the fucking as, go. You know, yeah, he's one of the five best challenge players ever. And, and Josh lost to him in what looked like a pretty grueling battle. And then the elimination he lost on War of the Worlds won, it's a controversial fucking elimination. Yeah, he by, shouldn't have lost by that. By all means, Josh mm-hmm. and Amanda should have won over Cam and Ashley, who apparently were doing something that at the start of the elimination they were told they could not do, which was go back to back to pull themselves up that ladder. And yeah. honestly, you Cam stands, I'm so, so over you guys and girls. I fucking wish that Josh and Amanda would have won that elimination mm. because Cam stands would have no room to talk any shit ever. This is something yeah, that, that I've been, been paying attention to. Do you realize that most people, Cam is one of those people where people on cha- on challenge fans, challenge talk, all things challenge, all that, they assume that she's taller than she is. During the challenge madness bracket, oh I was, my I was God. watching people all right, guys. say, the first mention of height think, tonight, the first mention of height tonight, what's it going to be? If you ask a casual, if you ask uh. someone, hey, how tall is Cam? They will say she's close to six feet tall. People think she's almost six feet tall. She's five, 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 six. She's not tiny. Five, five. She's not that small. Where are you getting your where are you getting your your info? These from? eyes. My where? 2020 vision. What did you I've mean her in person? I, I've seen it. You've met her oh in person. God. I'm gonna pull up that's what I'm you're gonna saying? pull up the picture that I found. That's, that's what she's, you're saying. You met her in person. She's tinier than Pictures Nani. are so deceiving. Yeah, she might be tinier than Nani, but Nani's five, like five eight, no? Yeah, no, no, no. I agree with Carlito, like five, six. 
I, I think that's max. I feel like People she's, she's almost I six feel foot. like she is five, seven. She looks like a five, seven type of person to me. Five, seven, get out of here. Guys, Guys how, how, I'm going to find tall a picture. Think, how tall do you think Calhoun is? Apparently he's really tall. This is why he's got, this is why he has this thing. I'm with not height. really tall. He's like, but that, am, just because you're tall doesn't mean that you can be mad at other people who aren't tall. That'd be like me being mad at people who don't have eyebrows. You know what I mean? Like, do I go around judging the eyebrows of the cast? No. I get mad that people get assigned unfair reputations. This clearly paints my view of the world. Josh has been assigned this reputation that he's a terrible competitor. And Cam has been assigned this reputation that she's like a tall badass. And she's not. She's like five, 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 six. I'm right, going to find right. the picture. All right. But she's Look. not, but she's, but she's still like a, she's like, she's thick as fuck. Do you know what I mean? She's still like a badass, like bigger chick. Like, yeah. She's, she's like, she's built she's got she's got like more strong man yeah she's got like more heft to her than than a lot of other competitors well jen in her posting interview was 105 pounds like cam could have run over jen do you know what i'm saying that's i I mean yeah i can't even believe that there's a person that's 105 pounds in the challenge are they not dying that gives me she's like supermodel thin like Casey was probably like 115. Do you know what I'm saying? And this girl is 105. Is, is that before yeah. or after she got implants? <laughs> Maybe, I don't know. I feel like 120 <laughs> after. Those things looked heavy. Oh yeah, she, uh, she got a good set on her. All right, are you trying to find this picture? I'm going to yeah. move on. Okay, so if we go into... Um, Oh, another thing also during this whole segment in the challenge, Jen starts getting all this screen time. So right away, I knew what the fuck was going to happen this episode, because if you guys have not caught on yet, every time somebody gets miraculous amounts of screen time after they've not had it the entire season, it's because they're going home that episode. You guys want to give them a little bit of sun. You know, they brought them on for no reason. I am very sorry. I know my, my I know my co-host is trying to keep this thing on track because what? she's an, Let she's me an, see she's the height. Let me see job. the height. Let me see the First height. of all, I want to bring up the fact that, that the sense. confrontation that I had with someone online <laughs> uh, centered around an article. Once again, I have to blame Alan. I have to blame Alana Geary. Oh, we can he blame him for is, a lot of shit because he dropped spoilers in his post today. Thank you very much. He yeah. is the one who go- he spreads misinformation about cast about cast members height so he's got to take some of the some of the blame here because when he first wrote about cam in one of his articles he posted a picture of cam legit like you can't see her legs but she's towering over marie who i've met in person so you know she's wearing like five inch platforms and, or- and alan posted that picture and someone came back at me and was like well look at this picture she's towering over marie and this is what alan wrote and he knows his shit <laughs> and i posted this picture where you can see their feet standing on the sand can you see this can a you little guys see bit this? yeah i can okay okay That's- okay so you got cam who's she next to She's next. She's standing between Laurel and Ashley. And Ashley. All yeah. right. All right. She's tiny, guys. She's not that tiny, though. She's not tiny. That's what I'm trying to tell you. She's tiny. She's not. Ooh, Carlita's making um, lemon bar edibles. That sounds phenomenal. <laughs> Carlito, I just I just juiced so many lemons. And while I was juicing them, I kept saying to Toba, I feel like I need to be making a lemon meringue pie. Like, it's just I've never had that many juiced lemons before and not made a lemon meringue pie laurel 
I gotta get I I gotta uh, give it to you guys. You know, that's what people that's what people guys. I think for. what we need to do one day is have a Saniac live event where we invite all of the cast members whose height we've debated and we have a, a measuring stick. I'm the measuring stick. Everyone I stand in the middle and everyone stands around me. And we have a fucking measuring stick. It'll be hilarious. And we can do one of those things, you know, when you're a kid and you mark your height on the wall growing up mm-hmm. like we could get mm-hmm. one we could get like a, a plane ruler that we mark everyone's height on that'd be that'd be jokes they should do that one of the house this is that'd what i want to do i want to stop the misinformation yo sean does eyes. roll the best joints in case you guys were wondering maybe i'll do a um a lesson one day i'll do a how to roll a j like shauna <laughs> this, this is gonna be a saniac casual <laughs> yeah it'll be a saniac casual satanic <laughs> casual talk, we talk about all the important stuff um all right, back into the challenge, Zach. You can talk more about height as we go through because we'll have to discuss Fessy's height Set at one my point. Piece. We'll I'm have good. to discuss Fessy's height at one point. Uh, all right, so then we get um, Anissa's comment of the night, in my opinion. She goes, Jen is wearing a full face today. She is looking her best. She is trying her least. Oh, my God. <laughs> I just love that. That was phenomenal. That was awesome. And uh, she's right. Jen absolutely had full like hair and makeup done for this challenge. There's she did she's been wearing eyelashes to all of these things. I don't understand how her eyelashes are staying on while she's like it's so much sweat. I become very red in the face when I'm working out. So when I wear makeup and stuff while I'm working out, it's just oh I just don't like the feeling. Um Shawnee's dog is the real MVP. My dog fucking loves live night. He does. He loves it. Uh, all right, so then we get Corey, D, and Swaggy, and they move to the relay strategy. I know somebody asked in the question uh, in the comments who used the relay strategy first. So it was them. It was Corey, D, and Swaggy, and I think that was a phenomenal strategy because the terrain was different in different areas of the path. And so if you want to have any chance of succeeding, a lot of these girls weren't able to get to the the uphill portion or it was taking them a ridiculous amount of time. So by putting a stronger male there and having them go back and get more coffins and more crates, whatever the fuck they were, then it gives them a better opportunity to uh, make the run faster, which I thought was phenomenal. Um, And then we see Jenny beasting through this whole thing. She's fucking awesome unbelievable honestly i she is such a beast she's just plowing through everything all right we got shaoling is asking why do you think jen got casted i don't know but jen is the shailene of this season because she got out first in the amazing race and she is on the challenge to me these are the people who have the world's greatest agents and they are the ones who need to be recognized for casting their stars i mean honestly that's phenomenal can you imagine how hard this agent has to work they must just be really close to some of the casting people on the challenge look i don't know what the casting department of the challenge is doing something's just not right like they they don't understand how to bridge the gap with like a well-rounded cast to to satisfy all the fans i don't know i don't i don't i don't think it's it's not like horrible i just think they need a few improvements you know what i mean but it's not, it's, it's not horrible. Oh, they speaking, do of, of, speaking of production, I forgot to tell you this. So, you know, my friend who worked on Big Brother Canada and then also on Survivor? Yes. So he, the next show that he's waiting to work on is The Challenge. He was going to go work on this next season. So whenever Corona's over, that's like his next gig. And he's, he's on the production side? He's on the, the daily challenge production side of things. So I told him we won't criticize his daily challenges. But this we'll could see. be a very, <laughs> we'll yeah, see. that could be valuable. Very valuable. Yeah, it'll be um, cool. Yeah, I, I I clearly think 
the, the way I picture it is that someone, someone on the casting department was like looking through CBS shows. They were looking through Big Brother, Survivor, and they, they put on Amazing Race. They're like, okay, who can we pluck from this and put on our show? And they no, saw no, her. No, no, no. There's no like, way. Her manager, her agent had to have been hounding them about it. There's no way that they like noticed her and thought, we want you on our show. They get out this first. Is, How, they got out, she got out first. You make zero impression on the Amazing Race when you get out first. It's like it's like a five minute segment or like a thirty minute segment, and you're clearly, out. Clearly, clearly, there are people who are casting for Buna Murray, who they listen to those people for whatever reason. You have a show with this much influence in history, and they're listening to the agents of Jen, of Shailene, of <laughs> uh, who who was it that was just on on telenovelas? Was that was that Alon or JP? Oh, it was, it was Alon. I think JP was from X on the Beach, Brazil. Okay, yeah, so, so it was a line. I think, I think. yeah, <laughs> They're yeah. They're casting these people and they won't, they won't cast people from their own network shows. Yeah, listen, like they're, they're trying, but there's like stars from The Amazing Race that they could bring on, you know? It's just a bit weird to me that they don't consider those kind of people. But eh, listen, we don't know what goes down in casting. There's always some fucking well, crazy shit. Well, there's also a cost factor to it. Uh, you know, I, I stay, try and stay up on Vebmo. Like, apparently someone like B, Big T got casted for this season because she, she comes cheap. Like, she comes at a much cheaper rate than, than other people would. Yeah, well, then so some of the Brits, because the other Brits are expensive. Yeah. yeah. Um, Earring is asking, who would you pick as a partner, Jen or Shailene? Now, that's a fucking good question. That's a good... I, th- I want everyone to answer that in the audience. Who would you guys pick as a partner? I think I would pick Shailene. I'd pick Jen. Oof. I, I feel like I feel like mm-hmm. Shailene would at least be able to do something like just something honestly think- Jen is the kind of person that we talk about like she is the great balance to the challenge like her the, yeah, she's the, a Casey the isn't avenue she? yeah the avenue for which she came to the show is kind of whack but that is always like the kind of personality you need on the show you need something like you can't just have uh, t- uh 15 Jennies on the show that would be so boring yeah, you can't. You can. No, like no. Jenny, I, Jenny is a beast. I agree with that to some extent. She's not bringing anything else for me. Like, what kind of like Casey brought authentic drama? I feel like Jen just brought this fake bullshit. Their yeah. fight, her fight. We'll get into the fight with D, but it was the stupidest thing I've ever seen. Like that was just stupid. Shailene kind of has a heart. Jen is just a flop. See, I agree with that, Robert. That's a good take. I agree with. Um, all right, so then we move on into the into the rest of the challenge. Uh, team two ends up winning round one. That's Jordan, Jenny, and Wes. Obviously, they killed it. You knew from the get-go their team was just going to smash this. Um, and then Fessy at the end just flinging one of these fucking crates like it was nothing while some of these people were carrying it as if it was the whole world was phenomenal. Um, and team nine, his team, Fessy, Kyle, and Melissa's get second place. And then team one, Swaggy, D, and Corey end up getting third place. So I was pretty impressed across the board there. And then we head into round two. Now in round two, there's uh, two throwers and a spotter. So a spotter is someone who's going to be looking at the window of the helicopter to be able to see where the missile launch platform is. And then the throwers are the ones who are just going to hold the crates that they just carried and toss them out from the back end, like the cargo planes that you see on a lot of movies and shit which was pretty cool. Like this was, see, this is what I mean by having a big piece of metal that actually meant something. This wasn't just a random ass crate that did nothing or a giant plane that did nothing. This helicopter had purpose, you know, they had to be flying around and, and they had to use it. The whole, it was, it was actually a practical part of the challenge. And I thought it was a pretty cool setup um, 
I, I thought it was a pretty cool setup just to end this challenge in this way. I liked it design wise. I enjoyed it. I yeah, I thought the daily was cool. It was it was a um a daily that actually fits, you know, the reputation of 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 this this season supposed to be so grueling, uh much more so than the elimination, which we'll get into. But uh, obviously, the big takeaway from the helicopter portion of the daily <laughs> was Jordan and 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 his team just Jordan like not like fucked up. Yeah, they're doing so much worse than the other two teams. Now, I went on. Jordan is saying on Twitter that if you'll he he said something along the lines of notice the way that we missed. We missed to the left and we missed to the right. The other team that missed, they missed short and they missed long which means mm. that it was it was the fault of the pilot's flight path, that the flight path was off for us because we went first and he wasn't used to it yet. So that, that's what he's trying to get across. I'm not going to totally buy it. And I know people won't necessarily buy that. Um, <laughs> you, pissed you off if you're gotta, using that one. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you got you to chalk it up as a big, uh, just, just a big L for, for, you know, the male goat there. I mean, listen, we never know what the reasons are. Like that's very much so a plausible explanation, but at the same time they did shit and that's literally it. You know, they, they fucking did horrible. But before the other teams went on, when I was watching Jordan go and everyone was saying, oh, you're doing so bad on the ground. I was thinking to myself, like, there's no way I'd make more than a few of these if I was the spotter. That's such a hard thing to call. But I thought it's because they had to hit the target. I didn't think it was because they had to hit the entire launch yeah, platform, platform, like the whole structure. Here's, I thought they literally had to hit the target. To First and foremost, they were all on the ground making all these comments about how bad that they were doing. It came off so scripted to me. Mm. I, I feel like I feel like they were being told to do that. To like I, comment like that, on that it. Just, yeah, that just seemed like the game. Like, oh, say something about how bad. That, that's just the way it, it came off to me because, yeah, it's, you're in a speeding helicopter dropping things out of it and you're trying to get it on a target i mean that's there was another show where they use this challenge i forget which i think it was um i think it was the amazing race actually now that we're speaking about it i can't remember Mm -hmm. but if somebody else remembers that honestly it was pretty cool and they had to launch little bags but i just all in all i mean that looked like a difficult thing to do and i agree with irving he's saying that jordan's team should have gone last because they got first on round one which would have made Mm -hmm. more sense to me you know to be able to be because there was also an advantage to being able to see the teams go before you you kind of understood timing a bit more and um you understood how far the helicopter was because you're seeing it from the ground you get a different perspective so i do think that that was uh that was detrimental to them and yeah i mean the whole all the reactions this episode to me were fake just yeah, all the react they just felt so it. yeah they felt so contrived it just felt so contrived uh, i don't know i wasn't a fan and i even didn't even like jordan at the end i didn't feel like that was i don't know i just think production is asking a lot more of them than usual um all right so they end up missing like the first bajillion shots they end up hitting only the fifth the sixth and the eighth so they get three hits and six misses and then team nine goes fessy kyle and melissa and they do pretty good uh they they missed the first couple, but then um, they decide on doing the strategy where when Fessy puts his hand down, then that's when they're going to throw it. And I thought that was a good idea because they didn't have to listen out. There was no hearing. He could look out and communicate with them at the same time. So I really yeah. like that quick problem solving off them. They end up hitting seven targets and missing those first two. And then Swaggy D and Corey go up and they smash it. They hit all nine targets. Bam, 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 bam. So you know, whichever way we want to look at it, teams did improve 
as they were able to watch other teams go. Uh, and that made the tribunal Swaggy D and Corey. And I'm not going to lie. I was pretty excited to see Swaggy in the tribunal because I think when there's a cast member that gets so much hate, it's hard for me not to like them a little bit more. <laughs> so when I was online and there was like thousands of posts about Bailey and thousands of posts about Bailey, but her tweets were so on point after the episode, you know, she was like, wow, I can't believe I'm watching this back. I look crazy. You know, I just get really competitive. I like to win. Da da da. I was like, yeah, girl, like, all right, I feel that. But she was self-aware. There was just so much self-awareness in the tweets uh, after last week's episode, after her little outburst or whatever you want to call it and everybody was just shitting on her all week so i was excited to see swaggy do well here i want you know i'm after, kind of rooting um, for them a bit after last week when i when i mentioned that i had never seen the the bailey fight that everyone talked about someone sent me the, the clip of that whole blow up How and crazy. i watched it and it is incredible <laughs> like it hurts me to watch it because the way that bailey yells is so intense and it's like, you you feel like she's yelling out of her head mm. and she did it for so, it's like 10 straight minutes of her yelling like that. And all I can think is like her head must have been throbbing. Like, how can you be that intense and in that kind of, 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 um, of tone? It, she had to be wrecked after that. And that's excluding the fact that, yeah, she did just straight up bite her lip and start she, Yeah, she was fucking bleeding. I mean, can you, can you ever imagine... I don't think there's, I can yell. I'm Moroccan. Don't get me wrong. Like I can fucking yell. We, we like yell when we talk. Do you know what I mean? But for yeah. you to have blood in your mouth from yelling. Whoa. It's pretty intense. Um, overall, Hey, swag, uh, Corey and D that's two straight tribunals for both of them. Mm. Um, overall, no, that's Very not true. That's not for D. That's not for D. D wasn't in tribunal last week. It was uh oh, you're, Benny you're right, Rogan yeah. and Corey. It's two for Corey, which is two weird because he's not really doing that much. He's right place, right time. And um I think that I think the couple seasons off did Corey pretty well. It seems like he's changed up his game. Obviously, he kind of it doesn't seem like he's doing the whole putting Johnny in the crosshairs thing mm. and trying to prove himself with you know going in and taking everyone out even if it's gonna have to go in at least once to to make it far but um i'm good with Corey right now i'm good with nelson i've, I've, already, I've already talked about this these these are oh yeah your new obsession with nelson well listen, i'm riding they're with laying nelson. low and i i do think that's serving them well because usually the young bucks they like to come in there and just scream all over and blah 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 and also you know the lavender ladies they have the same sort of gameplay so coming in and just chilling out seems to be their new motto and that has benefited them i sure. think fabby's right it, it you know Corey doesn't seem to be distracted by the females being that he's supposed to be in a relationship with taylor and that she's expecting a child That's uh, true. even now and at the time of filming so hopefully Corey doesn't go you know swinging his dick around that's been his his, his downfall in the past we'll see <laughs> yeah just like that there's a meme there's a meme that's like if girls had a dick for a day and it's like a guy just like <laughs> uh, that's pretty good <laughs> robert can we talk about how i forgot jenna was on this season there are there's a few people that i i keep forgetting nelson's in the fucking season he hasn't said shit yeah nelson didn't do anything this this past episode um the wallpaper here, here's here's where we stand on wallpaper jenna 
has been complete wallpaper this season. Maddie, total wallpaper. Yeah, they Maddie even hasn't tried done to give anything. Her, they tried, she hasn't done anything athletically uh, nor entertainment-wise. They even tried to give her a couple confessionals at the end of this episode, which were garbage. Um, I, I just, I'm going to keep railing against Maddie just so everyone respects the fact that I'm the original Maddie is a flop guy. So that when she does flop, I'll get the credit for that. So I'm going to stay yeah, cool. on that. I'm going to keep that energy. Maddie, complete wallpaper. Um, Your even Kayla, Maddie <laughs> Kayla has mostly been wallpaper. Bear is the one carrying her narrative right now. And she's not even really in it. You know, Bear's talking about her running. And you didn't even really get anything about her run. I just realized that that emoji that Irving just dropped is not the tissue emoji. It's a yawn emoji. Oh, shit. I thought it was a tissue. Oh, my God. I actually can't even right now. I've been thinking people have been dropping me tissues for nonstop. I'm like, why are why is everyone blowing their nose? The fuck is this emoji? Erlene, you've met me. You know damn well I'm not 5'3". Get out of here. Yeah, Zach is just mad because he is he is 5'3". We'll take a photo and you guys will see. Um, yeah. Casey's also, yeah, barely there. I mean, I don't know. Oh, I just wow. I hope we get to see I, more I of them. I completely forgot about her. I know. Did you remember she was even on this season? Ridiculous. Now, some of the guys are wallpaper, too. We got, we got to even this out. I don't want to be accused of any kind of sexism things. You're right. Nelson was pretty non-existent last episode. Nelson was non-existent. Who else is on? I did on? not like Jay? because he had my... Jay yeah, was nothing Jay lot this episode. Yeah. yeah. But in order to be wallpaper, we can't go episode by episode wallpaper it has to be a cross like you have to be uniform you have to put together a string of inactivity episodes to be wallpaper and in this regard kate yeah casey has absolutely been wallpaper oh my god yeah well that's two I episodes forgot. we haven't heard a thing from her but she's honestly like really a chill peep? and funny in real life so i don't know why yeah you've met her you're, you're nothing in there her and tell her what's up like, yo <laughs> talk you more. go back in time and step this shit up all right, thanks, Robert, for dropping the actual tissue emoji. Now I know the difference. <laughs> um, okay, so right after everybody announces the winner, you have Jordan. He's all depressed that he lost. Uh, and Bananas makes a pretty funny comment. Who knows if it was his own or not? He was like, what was the strategy behind dropping one of those boxes in Germany? I was fucking dying about that. I thought she was hilarious. Um, yeah, that was a good line. And then... Uh, then we have the post challenge scramble this gave me such survivor vibes everybody going around trying to get voted in <clears throat> it was just so crazy it was like they were all literally trying to scramble to be the ones who were sent in and we also see um dean rogan talking a bit which was weird i don't know how you I feel got, about that conversation um, that was very fake to I, me in my opinion I don't yeah i didn't feel good about it i don't feel about I didn't see it until this week. Like last week when we found out the format and everything, like I wasn't, I wasn't seeing the potential downfalls of having to go into an elimination. But now that I watched this episode, I'm seeing it and I'm like, uh-oh, this could make for a really boring season because TJ is trying, you know, production is trying to combat people grouping up and using numbers to stay out of elimination. But now what's going to happen Happen is everyone's just going to use their numbers to stay, to get into an elimination and put their friends in the most favorable positions possible. And it really could, it could ruin the entire mm. entertainment factor of the game. And I'm very worried about that. Like, seriously, what is entertaining about Tori and Jenny trying to like vie to take out one of the weakest girls that's ever been on the show? I'm not entertained by that. 
Yeah, and this fact, was crazy I'm to me. I was really annoyed that that any of them were even in the mention. I feel like it should have been like, why do you want to give Jenny the easiest ride to the fucking final? It makes yeah, no sense. Stupid. It makes literally no sense. I just thought it was so weird. I don't know. I, I wasn't a fan of that. Um, and we also then have Bananas and West telling Jen what to do for her speech, which was like, whatever. Uh, then we get to the nominations and Bananas starts it off with, uh, we should run this like a board meeting. So first on the docket is a speech from Jen. And I don't know if it was the worst speech ever. It was the stupidest speech ever. But I think there's yeah, been the, worse speeches in Challenge in Challengers 3. Why did everybody, they really tried to make the, the greetings earthlings like so like horrible this crazy thing but yeah the fuck like, it was so weird yeah like she was just being kind of goofy and she Dude, like if i started a speech off if, I, if we started a podcast off with greetings earthlings nobody would think anything otherwise they'd be like ha, funny like oh Dude, my god i haven't uh, heard that saying forever earthlings, greetings earthlings is the first line in one of the most fire rap songs of the 90s hit them high off the Space Jam soundtrack, Busta Rhymes, LL Cool J, Be Real, well, Zach Coolio, is dropping so much Method drip Man. right now, I don't even know what it is. Are you kidding me? That song is fire. <laughs> and the first line of the song is, Greetings, Earthlings, we have now taken over your radio. You think that's where she got it from? You think that's where Jen was referencing? I feel like she if probably Jen's was. Bumping the face, <laughs> uh, if, if Jen's bumping the Space Jam soundtrack, she might be my favorite female uh... competitor of all time. Yeah, it was fucking weird. They really overplayed that. All the reactions were just so extra. I was like, all right, and we get it. It was a bad... Yo, I agree speech. with Robert. I have to agree with Robert. Tori was annoying. Robert says that she was annoying acting like she's the best, but then begging to go against the weakest girl. And I agree with that. I do not like... Um, like I said, I don't like uh, you know these undeserved reputations. And Tori has done one impressive thing ever in her entire time on the show and that was oh this is the most Jenny annoying conversation you want to know what it is i keep seeing this fucking conversation everywhere like the fans didn't overrate tori apart from when she was on are you the one you want to know who overrated tori the people in the fucking house that's who was saying she's the best that was all of last season it was all the people in the house saying tori's the best tori's the strongest girl you had the brit saying it you had the american saying it non-stop every single fucking episode and production was airing it it was not the fans on this mass rampage saying that Tori is like the world's greatest player ever and it pisses me off pisses me off when in every single challenge group it's always like oh my god everyone overrates Tori so much it's like no if you're mad at anyone for overrating Tori be mad at the fucking cast that's it and I agree with that as it pertains especially to last season however you and I were both around and especially into the org community when Dirty 30 aired and that was her rookie season on the challenge and people literally from episode one, there was a strong group of people that we communicated with every day that were like, yo, Tori's the fucking best. Don't say anything fucking bad about her. She's the best. And I'm sitting there like, I'm not very entertained by this. I have to be honest, guys. I don't remember that. (laughs) Well, it happened. Also, I I, I should also say this, that the the band I used to be in, it's not the name, it's not the name that we ended up using, but like the first couple shows we played, we used the name Earthling. That's legit. That was like my band name. Did you actually? Yeah. Hey, um, so Zach was once an Earthling. Green. I was. So it's not that weird to me, guys. I don't know. Um, Maybe I'm just a weird guy, which I kind of am. We already knew that. Yeah, Irving is saying. Yeah, see, people liked her yep. from Marty the One, and so they were hyping her up from that mm-hmm. for sure. But and there was my whole never. Thing was, but I don't feel like was, there was ever this crazy 
overrating of her. I feel like she, I feel like by the end of Dirty 30, she had lost more fans than she started Dirty 30 with, even though she had I done really so. well on the season because there was a lot of hype coming in. I felt like her fan base really evened out and was a pretty reasonable level for what she was after Dirty 30. I don't feel like it was crazy. I hope that she lost fans after her awful scripted confessionals that, that she did throughout that season and her bullshit comedy segments. I liked um, her on Dirty 30. I watched her. Yeah, you were one of those. You were one of the numbers. I watched her on Are You the One Second Chances going into Dirty 30. And I just wanted, like, people People were using their love of her to justify her so competitor. And I was like, yo, she she lost to Devin and Rashida on Are You the One Second Chances. They yo, whoa, you said ran. Devin could beat many people in a fist fight. Now all of a sudden it's like yeah, she lost to can. Devin, like it's a joke. Look, I'm just saying, nobody's hyping up Devin. Nobody's hyping up Devin. Plenty of people have been hyping up Devin, and you hype up Devin. Don't all of a sudden act like Devin is not good. Just because you want to say that Tori is not good. I feel like I need to call out Bell or something. Yeah, I'm done. You finished? I'm done. I'm done a little bit. I'm done a little bit, but you want to know what it really actually gets to me? Because it's just the stupidest argument. You want to know what else is really stupid, ladies and gentlemen, about the challenge fucking fan community? Is It's like, who are you guys talking about when you post things like, oh, so Bailey can't yell, but everybody else can. So Kari and Tora can stand up for her, right. for their boys, but like Bailey can't the fuck Kara and Tori both get so much hate when they do that shit who are you talking to who is the one person that that miraculously stood up for Kara and Tori during those things but is hating on Bailey now like that doesn't even fucking exist everybody has their own opinions they're entitled to them don't group everybody in the masses because there's like some people who hate them you don't know who it is nobody is saying nobody's coming out there and being like so-and-so is allowed to do this shit and so-and-so is not allowed to do this shit if you want to target individual people who are hypocritical fine but don't be coming at the entire fan community. It's fucking stupid. You sound Sonny, you, like idiots. You have just summed up um, so many of the issues I have with social media commentary as a whole, because this is how so many people, they just naturally approach things. They do exactly that. I call it the hypocrisy defense. They mm. think that they are making some kind of deep cut, you know, deep yeah, statement like, when they say well so-and-so isn't allowed to do this but nobody says anything when so-and-so does it and, and at some point you guys have to realize if you try and apply hypocrisy to every single thing you are watering down the argument because what you're not realizing is that's just that's just the way your mind is formulating these arguments you're not actually thinking about it it's surface shit that's just the way it comes to you you're, you're mm. like and and half the time the comparison doesn't even make any fucking sense it makes like, no oh, sense oh you guys hate on tori but you love so and so that won an elimination 10 years ago and it's Shut like the fuck up, all this dude. shit is so out of context come up with better arguments everybody gets hate for everything on these shows everybody does shit like it's just so stupid more people were mad at bailey was yelling than west you want to know why because when west was yelling it looked fake as fuck and everybody was confused and it didn't even seem authentic at all. And it made, I mean, it was just the stupidest thing. Bailey has a record of yelling and her reason for yelling was also stupid as fuck. So you know what? If she wants to get hate, she's going to get hate from it. It was stupid. She even agreed that it was stupid. Do you know what I'm saying? It's like, she even thought that what she was doing was wrong. So why all of a sudden should we agree with what she was doing? Why should we back that if she didn't even like it? it made no sense. And, and on the Saniac podcast last week, we should note that we called out both of them because Wes's little outburst was oh. stupid. Bailey's little outburst was stupid. And that's just the way it goes. Corey this killed that challenge, do. said Zach. We walk that fine line. We are rational people, okay? 
Yeah. And in the in the instances where we know we're we're like not being rational, we're doing it with like a wink and a nod. You guys got to understand that. You but also get on the level of the show. On to Erlene's point. Um, if you guys feel like a thousand posts about something, like don't post about it. You're boring. That's it. Yes. That's it. You're boring. Exactly. If Dude, you see a wanna... hundred Bailey posts and you're like, let me do 101. Why? I want to come up with a list of guidelines for people that are just joining the group or that they, it's like out of context for them that they, they haven't been around for a while. So they don't know that the, that there's already been 7,000 posts about Johnny and Sarah or 7,000 posts about this. I just want to make a list of guidelines. I'm going to be like, Hey, if you like CT, um, whatever you're going to post about, it's already been posted a million times before. So don't do it. Hey, if you want to talk about the argument of, you know, was Johnny right for doing what he did to Sarah, don't do it because we already did it for five straight years. I just want to give people that, that introduction to the group so that they don't come off like a bunch of fucking noobs. Yeah, you should. You should do a summary of all the things that have been posted. <laughs> you know, it'd be kind of cool is to do some sort of stat on all of the controversies in the challenge and who, uh, and who's been talking about them. Early makes a point. Uh, it's fine, but how many posts bashing Bailey versus West for fans? Like, listen, I agree. I think it's stupid. People really like to go off about certain things, but if something bothers somebody more about Bailey's reaction than West, then who cares? You know, who the fuck care? Who cares? But it doesn't mean that just because somebody isn't making a post about West that they're supporting Wes's outburst, you know, just because there might be a hundred posts about one person, maybe their outburst was more salacious. Maybe they have, have ignited more discussion because they're more of a, a person that you want to talk about versus the other. But just because somebody isn't posting about Wes and they're posting about Bailey doesn't mean that all of a sudden they agree with what Wes did too. Like everybody can disagree with everybody, you know, <laughs> like, that's just, I'm trying that to happen. look for, like if I'm looking through posts on those groups, I'm trying to look for substance. I'm trying to look for something that actually seems like it's not this bullshit, like mob mentality opinion. Because the fact of the matter is the majority of the time, if you see a post about CT, it's going to be positive. If you see one about Johnny, it'll most likely be positive. It'll be someone defending them. If you see it about Wes, it's going to be positive. If you see it about Josh, it's going to be negative. If you see it about Shane, it's going to be negative. And it's like, these people already have their fucking like opinions have been formed for them by other people not by themselves and that's what i don't get i don't work like that people my dog needs treats treats Sorry, baby guys. treats my dog is really uh in the mood you want a little snack bud here you go yeah i really would like for some more unexpected things like i don't want to just see the same thing you know there's a stupid poll going around like who's the best male challenger ever and then whoop de doo ct wins no way oh my god that's no. crazy what a surprise whoa wow. like Are that's just such a zach shocking cooper opinion what he said Are you seeing what zach cooper just said no let's read it out oh did he you said- guys talk about the rumors that bananas and ct were making a list of girls based on their looks and told Big T she was last, these two in their upper 30s and 40s still being trash. Whoa. Whoa. If that's that's real. fucking crazy. Also, Big T looked good in this episode. BT sm- Big T smokes. Yeah, Big T looked great. Um, okay, so then we get um, in the nominations, whatever, they're talking about what's going on and one thing leads to another and then Wes just starts off the vote by going for Jen and you see Jen who's like, oh my God, but Wes told me to give the speech and now all of a sudden he's voting for me. What's going on? Uh, and then Rogan ends up voting for Big T, which I thought was a weird vote to throw out there for him. And then Bananas and CT vote for Big T too, which I thought was also weird. So maybe Bananas and CT voted for Big T because she got mad at them for being 
the bottom of their list. I don't know. I don't even know. Um, then we have Jen versus D after nominations. This is like their little fight. And this whole fight was just so weird. They ended up talking about the fucking koala mask on D's eyes when she's sleeping her little night mask because Jen's like I see you looking at me when I'm sleeping making sure I'm not hanging out with Rogan I was like all right like the second that that part started I was just like please shut up like just please shut up how is this yeah. even a fucking fight like you're you're literally arguing about koala masks do they even know what they're fucking fighting about inferno one Veronica Katie fight <laughs> total madness D Jen fight Dude, I would take any. I would take any of the best Where fights. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, I would take any yeah. fight over this fight. This was the stupidest <laughs> fight ever. It was just. It made no sense. And <laughs> who do you think came out of that fight looking better, Jen or D? God, I think they both looked horrible. Like, who looked bad? Who looked good in that fight? Well, you Jen know? looked horrible to begin with. I feel like D at least had some like credibility going into it, and Jen already seemed like she mm. like couldn't give two fucks about it. So. I feel like Jen like D went from high to low and, and Jen was just steady shitty. Yeah, 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 yeah. I see what you're saying. I, I actually can agree with that. Um, it was just a weird, it was just a stupid fight. Like it just I didn't even like this part. Um, and then we move into D, Tori, and Jordan. And this is like the drama that sort of starts because D promises Jenny that she's gonna send her in, uh, which I thought was a weird promise. And then D also ends up promising Tori that she's going to look out for her because of last season. But then like the way that Tori was going about talking to D about it, I just knew for a fact that D was not going to end up going with Tori because you cannot go about it that way. Like there's just no way when you're trying to persuade someone to do something for you, you want them on your side. You don't want them to feel like it's not, it's not like the mob, right? Cause when you're actually a mob, a mafia person or like a gangster, you have the ability to instill fear in somebody else that if they don't do what you want, you're going to literally kill them, right? That's not someone you want in there <laughs> against you. So obviously, you know, being threatened by someone of that nature is scary, but being threatened like someone like Tori or in a challenge house, like it's not that big of a deal. You know, there's no, this isn't life or death here. D already won. She's not coming on this season thinking like, I have to win again. She's like, all right, let's do this. Let's see what I can do again. Right. So I don't know. I just thought that, that was a horrible strategy, not a good way to go about it and yeah it just it just wasn't I don't know it just wasn't the vibe and also Jordan don't use his tactics like people are actually scared to go against Jordan that's why you can kind of have that sort of has yes. that bravado kind of a thing but I don't think people are terrified to go against Tori Here's, and especially in this kind of challenge where you have to go in someone's gonna have to face her the the way that I I thought about this was and, and I'm interested for for your take on it I appreciated Jordan's stance on it because one, like that's Jordan's brand. That's what we expect from him. And he, he is a dick and like a super competitive person for the best reasons, because Jordan doesn't want to come onto the season and do the big ass kissing everybody group up mm. thing. Like yeah. Jordan wants to be a power player and he will fight for power. Unlike this D Tory Jenny thing where they're all like oh let's be good friends and help each other get to the end together Jordan's like yo if I like that Jordan was chaotic in that way where he said okay well look at what D's yeah, trying to it's do him. to you it's him I know what you mean exactly so here's my thing the fact that Tory the way that Tory went about this I don't know how you feel about this as 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 a woman going into an argument being like hey look D we're cool but my boyfriend says that if you don't do me this favor, 
he's gonna be pretty pissed at you so well i don't know if that's the way that i would look at it in terms of like having your boyfriend like stand up for you i think it's more just anyone in the house that you're super super aligned with in that way is also gonna dislike somebody who goes against you so it's i i think it's the same thing that would happen you know if somebody went for jenna and kayla and Nani, you know, they're kind of as tight of a trio, in my opinion, like Nani and Jenna and Kayla have been best friends for however long. But I just don't like how Tori played that because it isn't Tori. That isn't her. That's not authentic to her personality. You know, she's not someone who's like trying to threaten the other person. And also it's Jen. Do you really have to go into elimination against this girl? Like, it's not that there's going to be other eliminations. You could go in against Ashley. You could go in against quite a few people who you likely beat, in my opinion. You could go against Nani, against Jenna. I mean, there's a lot of viable options to go against and still win if you're Tori and so for her to go about it that route I would have liked to have seen her just be like all right I get it you promised Jenny it's cool like you know it's not that big of a deal but at the same time do we even know if Tori was really that upset about not going in or is it possible that you know production is trying to stir this shit up and so production is like Tori, aren't you upset about this? Don't you want to go about it this way? Don't you want to do that? Don't you want to da da? Like it just felt like this whole situation was stupid. The locker thing. What the fuck was the locker oh thing? Oh my god! I just what you said about Tori's authentic personality. I maybe that's my issue with her. I don't know what her authentic personality is because she's always trying to do all these things. She's trying to do. <laughs> we've talked about her music. A, a mm. lot. Of, a lot of people feel the way about Tori's music that that I do. In that her it's, music it is good, you bitch. Like, it's not even like her authentic voice. It's like her doing an impression of what she think like a good indie singer sounds like. It's like she's trying to do an impression of someone. And it's the same thing on the show. She's like, what is, does she want to be a badass? She can try to be a badass. Or does she want, want to be like the super goofy person? You just, you never see like what the real Tori is. She never. Oh, really they were drunk in the it. locker. Fabi says they were drunk. That makes so much more sense. <laughs> yeah, I, I suppose it does. Um, that makes overall, so much more sense. That it it does sense. make her come off very weak, though, that she was like, um, yeah, Jordan's going to be pissed at yeah, you. Yeah, it's just and weird. He, uh, Jordan won you $250,000. And I mean, I guess I kind of did, too, because like I was in the final with you. But Yeah, I just no, I wasn't vibing that whole thing. I mean, I, but I was, I also wasn't vibing Dee's reasons for why she had to send in Jenny. Like, I think across I the board, I think, the, I think the strategy, yeah, yeah. I think the strategizing from both of them was just bad this yeah, entire episode. Like, it was just not bad. a good look across the board. Easy. And Jenny didn't even have to, like, do anything. Like, they didn't show Jenny being like, hey, Dee, can you, you know, come on, put yeah. me in your number one. Jenny just was kind of there and yeah. she went in and she obviously was going to win the elimination. They just should have sent Very someone strange. else in. It was just yeah. the whole thing was weird um so then they get down into purgatory um and uh well the tribunal wasn't that relevant whatever we're going we're going past it the only thing i want to say about the tribunal was that big t's shaved head was phenomenal oh my god when she wasn't wearing her wig Woo! i could not believe she walked in like that it looked so good holy shit she looked like an actual model model yeah uh so big t big t overall came off so good in this episode because her reasons for wanting to go in were so much more valid than the other women that were trying to get thrown in and it became a political thing to go into the elimination unfortunately big t was right big t said hey i want to prove myself i was on last season i was capable of so much more than Mm. i gave you and i want to show you guys that i belong here she wasn't trying to glad hand anyone she, she wasn't trying to just get the easiest matchup. Yeah, I she wish wanted they to go sent in her in. and win one. 
I I loved Big T in this episode. I, I yeah, wish looked, they sent her yeah. in. She yeah. she was the best part about she was the only good part about the storyline from the episode, in my opinion. Her yeah, I, I agree. Yeah, her arc was the best. All right, so in Purgatory, they walk in, and here's where we get another twist. And <laughs> yeah, uh, Jennifer's killing me in the comments, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> I definitely didn't read the write-up yet, but I will read it soon. That's hilarious. All right, so uh so they get another twist from TJ and this is the fact that they can either vote for one of the three people they nominated or they can send themselves in. So since it's a girl's day, D can send herself into the elimination to compete. And I, D votes in Jenny anyways, right? She, she's gives up this opportunity and I agree with her choice to some extent, but only if it was a regular season, right? Like, I don't know if I agree with her choice, this season because you saw the setup it looked like something that was just going to require some sort of strategy a bit of physicality something that anybody with a bit of experience in these things would be able to do a lot better than someone who's 105 pounds and has absolutely no real strength behind her and on top of that you have to win a final or you have to win elimination to get to the final so you have so many incentives to go in so if i was d and in this moment I mean, I would have mentally prepared for a possible twist like this and then, you know, and, and, yeah. and been mentally ready going in there. I think that she could have done so much better and she would have solidified herself at least as somewhat of a badass this episode as opposed to uh, like this narrative that we're seeing now of, oh my God, I'm not over Rogan, you know, oh my God, Rogan. Yeah. D and Tori, and that this is the problem with this episode, the big problem D and Tori both made themselves look worse coming out of this episode. You're telling yeah. me that D and Street yeah. Clothes could have gone down there and won that so easily? Travis nailed it. The elimination, it, it, the final product we got, it was like Casey against Susie in, in the ruins. Yeah. Where, where Susie's just uh, like... It would have been, yeah. yeah, but it also would have been like if Casey was competing against Emily fucking Schramm. Do you know what I'm saying? Like that's that's <laughs> literally what it was. Imagine if Susie had been replaced there. I mean, it was or, just ridiculous. Or like, like uh, Laurel and Jasmine on on Free Agents. Oh yeah. Oh god. With the what was yeah, that? The, the, when she was just pushing her, and she was just so small <laughs> compared to Laurel. That was, that was bad. Yeah. yeah, that's a that that's a good comparison right there. It was just stupid that she didn't end up taking that uh, that option to go in because now she's gonna have to politic her way into elimination, which I don't think is gonna be impossible for her to do. But it was a guaranteed elimination against the easiest person in the house i mean my god you know it's just it just seems stupid and yeah robert this is my biggest issue right now with tonight's elimination or last night's elimination is the fact that they sent in jenny who's literally the strongest girl against the weakest girl it just made no sense at all whatsoever and d was playing with emotions here and getting the whole house to vote in jen made no sense either they should have gone with somebody else why are you trying to give this person um the option to even go in i don't know it just it just seems stupid across it just yeah it was not not the right choices and we'll see how this plays out for d in the future is she going to be able to go into elimination is she going to be able to politic her way into elimination to win her way into an elimination is she going to win one when she gets there who's she going to have to face i can guarantee you it's going to be someone tougher than jen so she might regret that later on yeah. swaggy and Corey obviously follow suit and they vote for jenny and then we get the elimination it's called flip the switch uh there's a hallway of barrels and poles 10 for each of them to begin they start at the first barrel and when tj says go 
they each need to flip the barrels up and over so the barrels are hanging on these little rods and when they flip them the other way they go over and they land on the other side uh, and they have to do that for all of them and once they flip the final switch at the end they win the elimination jenny did this in about five fucking seconds she just went through one handed boom ba boom ba boom ba boom it was so easy uh, and at the end tj gives so much praise to jenny you know you lost to someone talking to jen saying listen if you had to lose to anybody jenny was going to be the one to lose to she's a fucking beast uh and um and and yeah and jenny ends up winning getting her skull it was like the easiest elimination it literally this elimination was awful was about 10 minutes long total so bad in film time i mean it was nothing it was just like it was so bad and it's one of those things where you you see it and it really cracks me up about the people who act like the the challenge is it's you know this this physical show and you just need peak peak athletes on it and i'm watching this and i'm like what the fuck man you're telling me that we couldn't get you know you can't oh man i'm sure that if melinda was on a season again she would really struggle mm-hmm. an elimination like this you know you can't you can't bring back coral she'd never be able to do this fucking elimination come on man no this one casey could do and casey would beat jen <laughs> let's just put that that way oh my god Casey versus Jen in this elimination would be incredible. I would stand that so hard. <laughs> Could you imagine how funny that would be? Honestly, I love that. Um, how, ooh, how do Zach we feel Cooper about... just sent me some tea about this uh, this whole yeah, thing that I, happened with the list. I got that. I I can't believe it. If yeah. that's true, it's pathetic. That's it's pretty nuts. So bad. If you're um, ranking girls based on looks, you've got you've got issues. If you're ranking girls based on looks and you're in your early 20s late teens like i fucking get it people, all right fine like, if you're in high school that. okay yeah. if, if you're, you're school, 40 okay. year old ct jesus man who's got a kid and like a fucking dad bod just you're done sir you're done honestly right? robert i feel like jen might be low-key iconic for getting eliminated first on the amazing race and the <laughs> challenge i mean that's like no, who's that girl who got eliminated first twice on survivor <laughs> francesca I, i'm sorry oh. Fran. Fran- francesqua as as that's as the, the saddest thing ever that is like Dude. literally so sad that's that's gut-wrenching cr- crazy no no, no that's horrible that, i can't even imagine going survive. through that can you ma- mentally going through that i would be depressed for a long time that's sad that's so sad yeah i don't uh, think she'll ever play again like if they do a first boot season why would she like she would have to come back because she's so iconic yeah she but, would if they did a first boot yeah. season that's like um, that's that would be but yeah jen jen is a flop in a pretty iconic way first boot on both shows is awesome it's pretty epic all right guys we're gonna wrap up tonight that is it for us uh we love you all thank you so much for tuning in and watching Once again, our sponsor is Stitcher Premium. You can find them at stitcher.com forward slash premium and you can use our promo code SANIAC. You get a whole free month off of your monthly plan. It's awesome. So check that out. Perfect time to get into Stitcher Premium. You get all your favorite shows ad-free and all that good shit. So check that out. Of course, rate us on iTunes. Follow us on social media at SANIAC Podcast. Follow us on our individual Instagrams, ZCal77 and I'm Shawnee Suisa. The content has been very, very fun on both of our accounts. So definitely check yeah, that Shani's out. Yeah, Shawnee's is killing it. And you yeah, guys are killing it too. Lie. I, loved our, killing I it. loved our comment section tonight. You guys were on the fucking ball. I yeah, feel it was like hard to keep up. There was so this. many comments. We all need this. We're all going through quarantine. We all need it. I honestly wish that we could go live again fucking tomorrow, but we're going to have to wait, you know, we're going to have to wait till next week. Michael says, good night, earthlings. That's the perfect <laughs> note to end on. Um, uh. we- 
hey, we'll, we'll be we'll be embracing everyone with the con with the content. We'll be on Facebook. We'll be on Twitter. We'll Definitely. Be on and stay tuned Instagram. for Hannah's hit list. It'll be out later tonight. Uh, and we'll get that out boosted on and, all the and social media. And Jennifer's well write ups are killing it too. Jennifer, yes. Jennifer's write ups are great. Jennifer's will be up tomorrow. Hers are phenomenal. Definitely check that out. And of course, we will see you guys next week. Have a wonderful quarantine, a good Easter, a good Passover, and everything in be fucking tween. We wish you guys all well. See Love you, you later. People. Let's go. Bye.